Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, January 29th, we look at Lesson 5, Jesus, the Giver of Rest. Together, let's find holistic rest found only in Jesus Christ. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. All right, here we are, Lesson 5, Jesus, the Giver of Rest. Our memory text comes from uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9. And it says, there remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. I, I, I love talking about this. We talked a bit, little bit uh, to, the, to the major contributor of this quarter uh, about what his idea of this rest was. And he says a major component of it. And it's not just the Sabbath rest, as we're going to get into it here in a little bit, but it also composes God's character and how we find rest in him. And we'll get into that. I think it's uh, Wednesday's lesson. So... Michael, do you have any, anything to add before we jump straight into it? No, I just think, I think we all need rest, right? <laughs> oh, man. I, I found rest. Uh, those of you who probably can tell a little bit of uh, audio difference, I've actually tested positive for COVID. So we're being safe and recording on Zoom. And I've been getting plenty of rest, even though yeah. I didn't really want to. I've been forced to. And sometimes that's what, what life does to you. But I've also been enjoying the rest. Well, we're, I'm just, for one, glad you're feeling better. And, and uh, I know this week we've been kind of pivoting to online again. And I know that's frustrating. Not, I, I think for teachers and students, it's not quite yes. the same, but um, it, it gives good reason for trying to just be extra careful and, and cautious in the midst of, of a pandemic and this wave of Omicron. And anyways, I'm glad you're getting some rest buster. And if some of our listeners are kind of struggling, I, I can think of several close friends and even family that have have had uh, COVID recently. And so we just want to let uh, those of you that are listening in, we're, we're praying for you and uh, for all of us as we um, are in this together to as, as a community. And I was just with our Pathfinders yes. this last week and um, talking to them about uh, you know, why, why does God have all of these, um, you know, there's these quarantine, uh, Leviticus 13 and 14 have all these quarantine things. And, and why are those in the Bible? It seems rather peculiar, very strange, right? Yeah. You know, if, if you get leprosy, then you have to, you know, all these things you have to do. And um, that's because God cares about us, not only as individuals, but collectively as a community. So we all pitch in. I know that's going to look differently and it's hotly debated on all the exactly what that looks like. But but there's still an underlying purpose of putting others before ourselves, trying to be safe and careful. Yes, and yes. Those are good things. Those, it's not wrong to want to do that, right? And I, I, I suspect that if um, most people and our listeners, you know, talking, if we could sit down and chat, we'd probably all agree on that, that we want people to be safe. We want people to be, um, have, have, um, uh, the ability to have rest coming back to the theme of this lesson for this week so that so that we can thrive together and that's that was my point with my you know the pathfinders is we are a faith community where we look out for one another and and that's kind of um dovetailing or segueing i think into sunday's lesson the land is a place of rest indeed um, it that does. we need to have safe places where each of us can go 
and be able to experience rest, transformative rest. And I know, um, you know, you're, you're getting better and everything else, Buster, and that just warms my heart. But, but you had your home, you know, yeah. you had a place to, to rest. And that's where I'm actually at. I'm Zooming my classes today <laughs> from home. And uh, hopefully this is very short term. But uh, we have the ability, the opportunity to um, to have those places, and we all need safe places like that. Um, and the land itself, and for the ancient Israel, and, and going back to Abraham, um, they were promised a promised land um, that would be a place where they could worship God, and that's essential uh, for them to be able to. And of course, it didn't always happen at first. Um, as much as they would have liked, right? There's disruptions right. along the way. They have this whole slavery thing in Egypt, and yet they are lingering and holding on to this promise of rest that God has uh, for them. And so uh, the verses that are mentioned here with Genesis 15, um, God is, is promising to, to Abram very early on. Uh, and of course, he, he's asleep and has a dream, and God talks to them. Um, and prophesies about this 400 years um, that your descendants will be strangers in a country not their own and they will be enslaved and mistreated there. And I'm reading from the NIV. Mm -hmm. And this promise is referred to often uh, later is reflected back upon, you know, uh, to give them uh, hope, the ch children of Israel hope in the midst of that. And then, of course, it says he'll be buried and so on. But um, uh, it says, I'll punish the nation. They serve as slaves, and afterwards they will come out with great possessions. And so there's kind of uh, a lingering hope of uh, a promise that there is a place that God has provided for them. Um, and most of all, it's not just a physical place so they have, you know, a room um, or a land, uh, but it's actually uh, dedicated for a purpose, to worship God so that they can live um, their religious experience <clears throat> experience freely. And, and by the way, um, as they go out of that, and they, children of Israel, go from Egypt to the promised right. land, and that's a long saga and ordeal and lots to, that could be unpacked there. Uh, God has to kind of re-educate the children of Israel what it means to worship him. And that means having a Sabbath rest hmm. so that they learn what the Sabbath is. And um, all too often, it's easy to get focused on these external things that you do or don't do. But most of all, God's trying to get their attention say, I want to spend time with you. I want to, I want you to experience a relationship with me. And that's, that's kind of what the Sabbath rest is about. And it's a huge part of the children of Israel. It didn't just start then, it existed back to creation. Yeah. But now yeah. they had to kind of go through this learning experience uh, once again. And I think that's, that's pretty neat. I, I Something really fun, um, actually, my wife just shared with me uh, from National Geographic. It was kind of um, fun to uh, kind of it, it, interesting things that you just randomly sometimes can uh, can learn. And that is um, there's a songbird. It's a regent honey eater. Check this out, Buster. OK, it's a regent honey eater that is critically endangered in southeast australia and there's so few birds left there's only like a couple hundred of them that the young male honey eaters didn't have any parents to teach them their mating songs oh wow they forgot what it was like to be a honey eater and how to sing like a honey eater <laughs> and this is absolutely 
critical for the survival of the species because if they don't learn the mating song, they won't reproduce and have more honey eaters. And so uh, ornithologists, bird people that study birds have been actually going in with teams with recordings of the older honey eaters with their mating song to try to teach the younger honey eaters who start learning the song, they learn how to mate and to be able to procreate. And I think that's kind of interesting because this, this cool little bird that's so rare, um, it's forgotten its song. And I think that's how the children of Israel were. They've forgotten the Sabbath. The song, mm. you could say the song of the Sabbath. They've yeah. forgotten what it means to have rest, what it means to be in relationship with God. That's what happened for the children of Israel. It's, it's possible for all of us over and over forget and over that again. Sabbath song, but it teaches us to rest, to be in relationship with him. So crazy story of uh, this endangered bird uh, that's featured, little little news <laughs> feature at National Geographic that, that Heidi was showing me. Uh, but but because of unbelief, Buster, what, what happens next? You know, it, it asks this question, why was Israel unable to enter into the promised rest? And this is found, uh, it, it, it highlights Hebrews 3, verses 12 and 19. And uh, as I'm looking there, Michael, uh, it uh, verse 12 and verse 19 perfectly share with us what's going on here. It says, "Beware, brethren, lest any be, uh, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God." Verse 19. See, uh, so we see that we that they could not enter into uh, it could not enter in because of unbelief. And so it's because of unbelief that the children of Israel were not able to actually enter the promised rest, but also it was a departing heart. And so God was saying, I want to be with you. I want to share this moment with you. I want to, I, I want to, as you said earlier, Michael, I want to be with you. I want to be in this relationship with you. And the children of Israel said, sorry, God, our hearts are unbelieving and we're departing from you. It's almost like that song you were just talking about, about the, the honeybird, right, Michael? Mm -hmm. They forgot the love that they're supposed to and called to have for God. As a result of that, they started having this unbelief and they departed. Uh, just yesterday, I talked with a student who was saying he went to uh, hear, heard a sermon recently that helped him deal with something uh, and it was his shame. He was dealing with some struggles in his life. And as he heard the sermon on shame, he realized that there is nothing that could keep the love of God away from him except for his own unbelief was keeping him away from God. Wow. And, and the reason why I share that with our with our audience is because the rest that God is trying to give us, the promised rest, is not just a physical rest. It's a spiritual rest. It's a mental rest. It's exactly. a holistic rest. It's a health rest, right? And all these things, mm -hmm. God holistically looks at our lives and he wants us to be well but we have to want to enter into his rest. And we also have to want to want him. Uh, this is plain and yeah. simple. And so hopefully our eyes are open, our minds are open, our hearts are open. So we can stop trying to be perfect, right? And instead we strive to actually be with God. And so Michael, that actually leads us to Sunday or Tuesday's lesson, which is today, if you hear his voice, what should we do? today if you hear his voice absolutely so uh, i just want to read this really quick as we dive into this part of the lesson here it says uh, hebrews 4 4 to 8 again i'm reading from the niv today for somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in these words 
on the seventh day, God rested from all his works. And again, in the passage above, he says, and they shall never enter my rest. And verse six, therefore, since it still remains for some to enter that rest, and since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them, uh, did not go in because of their disobedience, God again set a certain day calling it today. Right. And this he did when a long time later he spoke through David in a passage already quoted, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. So what's going on here? Well, the children of Israel, right? They're, they're having a lot of trouble getting to the promised land. And... Um, so this is this is really at the the heart of what's going on here. Uh, Paul is reminding them that with this word remains, it, he repeats it again and again. And this uh, word in the original uh, is this idea that emphasizes the promise of God's eternal rest. That this promise still stands. It remains. It continues on. And so the children of Israel are having a hard time getting it. And God just has to keep reminding them again and again um, this relationship that God wants to have with us. And um, this word today also emphasizes this uh, concept, this sense of immediacy. It, God wants it now. He doesn't want us to prolong it and put it off to sometime later. God right. wants our hearts and he wants it now. And the Sabbath rest, which we keep coming back to, is all about relationship. So pay attention. Wake up. Uh, this is what God wants. He wants our full attention on the Sabbath. And and I would even argue that sometimes we get it all wrong. We're so focused on what we do or don't do in terms of like uh, we develop our own kind of Mishnah, Adventist Mishnah of, of how to keep the Sabbath correct, that, that we can actually be technically keeping the Sabbath and not keeping the Sabbath at all. If it's not if it's not relational here, right? And that's I, I think that's what's happening here is it's a reminder. I want a relationship, and children of Israel needed to be reminded and invited to enter into that rest. And again, it's today, it's immediate, it's right now that God wants that to happen for each of us. Um, but coming back to how does that happen? How do we enter into His rest, Buster? You know, I, I found something very interesting here, Michael, and that is in Hebrews three eleven. And then Hebrews 4, 1, 3, 5, and 10, this is the text mm -hmm. we're, we're going through, that yeah. the word here for uh, for rest is not sabbatismos, but it's this word katapausis, right? And what mm -hmm. this is actually talking about is that the rest that we're looking at in 311 is actually an abode in God. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there quickly. In Hebrews 311, it says this, uh, so I swore in my in my wrath, they shall not enter in my rest. But then four one goes on. Therefore, since a promise remains entering this rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. And so it's God's character saying, I want you to find a dwelling place in me in a relationship with me. I want you to find a place where you live where you thrive, where you excel because you're finding rest in your relationship with me. And, and so with that being said, it, it goes on to ask this question. It says, what are we called to do? Now, this is very interesting because 4 hmm. verse 9 says, therefore, yeah. remains, uh, there remains, therefore, rest for the people of God. And that is sabbatismos, which hmm. means 
that this dwelling in God is linked to the actual day of the Sabbath that God is calling us for. But even more so, you can enter into the Sabbath without actually entering to the joy of the Sabbath. And that's what he's saying. He's saying, I want, don't want you to just enter into the day. I want you to enter into the relationship. I want you to enter into the dwelling that is found in me. And ultimately what we're called to do and find is verse six, verse six, four, 16. Therefore, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we, we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So we're called to actually come to God, to enter into that rest. But it's up to us because the invitation is given. But with like any invitation is given, ultimately, it's up to the person to accept the invitation or deny it. And sometimes mm. we can say, oh, yeah, I'll be there. But then you actually have to show up. Right. Uh, it's one thing to be present, but it's another thing to be present physically and present mentally. Right. And right. God wants us to be fully present with him. And that's how we enter into that joy or enter into his actual rest. Uh, and so once again, if, if, you're, if you're listening to this and you're saying, well, how do you actually enter into that rest? Mm-hmm. It's done with intentionality. Uh, your yeah. intentions matter. Your heart matters, right? And so hopefully with our intention, we're saying, God, I'm allotting, not just allotting, but God, I'm giving you my first fruits of my time to spend with you so I can enter into that joy of your rest. So yeah. go ahead. Michael. I, I love that Buster. Cause that's just a reminder that, you know, that might just actually look a little bit different for each one of us. Yes, it might. Know? It might. And, you know, I tell my students, um, I, I, a little bit of a shock effect, but trying to make a point that I, I try to tell my students, I, 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 I try to avoid reading Ellen White on Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not telling for this, for anybody else that this would apply to, but I, I just, you know, this is my, my wheelhouse that I'm, uh, you know, Adventist historian. I like to to study Ellen White, and you know, I'm, on any given day, I'm working on various articles and scholarly projects related to that. And, uh, and so, there's always a temptation. I'm reading something, you know, and I'm like, oh, I can put that in this article, blah 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 blah. And right, and right, those right, aren't right. bad things necessarily, right, Buster? But oh. but I'm I'm thinking about more professional and academic. And so, oftentimes, what I find is I need to put Ellen White aside. And I just open up my Bible. And and so I've come to the point where, you know, I try not to read Ellen White on Sabbath. Again, not for anyone else, just for me, because I'm just being reminded in my heart, you know, Michael, you need to work on that relationship with God and uh, spend time with me and just focus on the spiritual relational aspects. And again, this, this is just my own unique situation. But what Sabbath might look like and how to make that relational. And, and there's other ways that we could think about it. And again, I'm not trying to make a list, a new mission for, for, for people, but, <laughs> but it might mean turning off social media or other things that might distract oh. you within, you know, those hours of the Sabbath um, so that you can create that restful kind of environment yes. that you need to connect with your family your church family, perhaps, uh, and uh, most of all, with God. Amen. God. Amen. You know? oh, I, so. I love that, Michael, and thank you for sharing that. And now bring us home with a foretaste of new creation. Yeah, so we have the Ten Commandments uh, that, that are quoted in Exodus 20, Deuteronomy 5. A lot of people aren't aware that you know the Ten Commandments appears twice with a little bit of variation between 
the remembering the exodus and God's deliverance, redemption, and, and the other one focusing on the creation, right? So these beautiful texts that are reminded, and we've already read um, Exodus, uh, or Hebrews, excuse me, chapter 4. Uh, which is again this reminder of this beautiful promise, and and I think um, really what this is a reminder of, and this is the whole point of the allegory of the analogy of the children of Israel going from Egypt to the promised land um, throughout Scripture. This motif of us being in the this earth, you know, on our way to the better promised land of of heaven, and and so we're reminded whenever we have these opportunities, the Sabbath should be so amazing, so special that we look forward to it all week long because it gives us just this little taste of heaven here on this earth of the beauty of relationships and the beauty of that of our you know having a relationship with god and how that changes and transforms us and and think of ways that you can make it uh, fun in your home and and there might be that might i'm sure again this is going to look differently for everyone but you know we have haystacks on friday night that's that's our that's our thing right there you go um, and i look forward to that and sometimes we can have some like special sabbath candles or whatever that that just to make it really a delightful relaxing time we have some of our favorite food and we can talk about our week and everything that that's happening and, and this is so um what what a great opportunity right so um you know, and I, I remember a good friend of mine, he he would actually get like a small little toy for his little kids when they would go to church uh, to play with during the sermon time, a little special present. So, and he, he told me the reason he did that was he wanted the, the kids to find such delight that there's something to look forward to with expectancy and excitement that some some new gift that, and that's how God is. He, even more loving father in heaven, I, I he wants us to have that gift of something in our life of celebration of relationship all these things and um, that is truly what's going to make heaven heaven's not amazing because there's so much gold and silver there yeah that's true <laughs> uh, right? it's, yeah it's it's not well it's not because no. there's the biggest yacht or you have the super mansion that you always wanted to have that you just couldn't have here on this earth <laughs> you know uh one of our students preached this week and he said a lot of us will not make it to heaven because we don't realize heaven's not a place. Heaven is a person. He says, I want wow. to, he's like, we need to, we're called to go to heaven because we're wanting to be reunited with Jesus. He's like, and that is, that's heaven. He's like the streets of gold and everything else. You, you, you there's people that try to recreate that here on earth. Yeah. He's like, but the place, it doesn't impress them. It's the yeah. person it's, it's Christ. And and, and the reason the Bible talks about, like, there's so many pearls and gates of gold and silver and pearls and all this amazing stuff yeah, that we value and are like, oh, my goodness, that sounds so extraordinary. It's because it's absolutely worthless. Yeah, they make true. a pavement out of it. They make <laughs> pavement out of it. <laughs> it will be trampled underneath our feet. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so it's going to be so great, and it's going to be better than we can imagine. But... Uh, we don't have to wait. We can have a little taste of heaven here on earth. If I'm hearing you right, Buster. Amen. Because we can have we can have Jesus today. That's what He died for. Mm -hmm. That's why He's our great High Priest. That's why He's our brother. He's He's everything we need. Uh, but we have to intentionally connect with Him. So I love yeah. what you just shared yeah. there, Michael. And intentionally connect with one another as well, because there's a mm -hmm. piece of Him dwelling in us that want him to dwell in us and connecting with our brothers and sisters, our immediate families, our extended families is important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Buster, I think we put a wrap for another week and uh, I hope you get some more rest. Yes, I definitely will. <laughs> and uh, so 
Uh, and we pray for our listeners and everybody else as we're still continuing to go through a new phase of this pandemic that uh, wherever you are, that you'll find rest in your relationship with God and, and find ways to connect with God through the rest and the beauty of the Sabbath that remains for us today. Amen. Uh, this Amen. is Soup. And Swoops. Signing, signing out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.